Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the Bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. You know, Statman may not be concerned about this, but I am that I'm going to be playing injured for the next two hours here in the Freak Nation. What? Yep. What? What? what it's first on? world problems, Crash. I just spent eight days on the beach, and I have <laughs> burnt lips. You need a vacation from your vacation. Yeah, you oh typically my gosh, do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, especially when you don't get in until two a.m. because of. Airplane problems, which I know everybody's going through this summer if you're flying. What do people care about that? We, okay, they do. Oh, they care about your burnt lips more yes. than our airplane problems. Hell yes, they do. Okay. Ah. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Just wanted right. to know where the priorities so, are. So, Stad, I don't need any freaking side text throughout the show going, Kenny, what's wrong with your lip? Well, I got a little crispy out there. I put some Neosporin on my lips this morning. <laughs> so wait a minute. Mm-hmm. When did you realize you burned them? How many days has this been going on, and we just didn't know? Uh, about four or five days ago. <laughs> yeah, man. So they arguably should be feeling fine right now, whereas a few days ago, pain. Yeah. NASCAR Cup winner Tyler Reddick, your Road America winner, be joining this hour. No pain. Joe Shimoda. Supercross, motocross badass here. But yeah, my, with my lips, it's tough. Statman's going to say, Kenny, why aren't you smiling more? I just, my smile cracks open, brother. Hey, you know, I mean, that's Ooh. that Beyonce talked about that. It breaks my soul, you know? I mean, that, that's, there it is. She had chap lips? She had chap something. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, two drum rolls this early in the show. I see where no. this thing's going. No. Uh. Yeah. Hey, when hey, you put that out as the lead image on your release, <laughs> you can't expect anything. You know? Hey. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. That is a very good point, Stat, man. Yeah, man. Fun show tonight. Tyler Reddick. We've been chasing this guy. Well, we've been chasing him because of Beat the Freaks, where mm-hmm. we all have had him at one time or another as one of our drivers to beat the Freaks. And the dude comes so close to winning and finally wins at Road America. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. And speaking of winners, we'll just keep moving on through the hour. Mm-hmm. Joe Schmoda. Mm-hmm. Winner from Redbud, Lucas Oil Motocross. Someone finally unseated those Lawrence brothers. Hmm. Justin Ashley. We'll be checking oh. in from... Yeah. Speaking of winners again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His sister's wedding weekend. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. NHRA top fueler. Two-time winner this year, right? Yes. Most recently on Father's Day. It's right. his sister's wedding, but Mama put the foot down and said, this is what's going to work, and this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. And if it's a race weekend, oh, well, you're going to the wedding. Thank well. goodness it wasn't a, wasn't a race weekend. Isn't that greatness? Mom rules, man. Mom rules. You follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can't escape the Freak Nation. Uh, we are past our 20. When do we put 23 years on our Speed Freaks logo? We've had 20. It feels like we had 22 on it for the last 
two years. When do we put 23 January. years? January. Because we don't turn 23 till next June. So right. January. That's when you did the 22. You started it in January. Yeah. So, yeah. But we could technically take off the 22. No, no. We're, we're in the... I'm so yeah, well, Stabman is a huge, huge Michael Jordan fan. I'm sure he's waiting for me to turn <laughs> well, that number to 23. I was going to bring it up, but you were on the beach last weekend, so I just let you enjoy the beach. Yep. All right. Instead of worrying about changing 22 to 23. As long as we don't go to 45 like Jordan was. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. That's like the, the amount of numbers that he changed. He changed, or well, actually, uh, LeBron James, mm -hmm. Kobe too, Kobe, Kobe. Mm -hmm. a couple of times. Yeah. You know that doesn't happen in football. You know, em Emmett Smith was twenty two. Yeah, you know, Brown was thirty two. Right. You don't change the numbers of, of football greatness. That's true. Brady never changed going to Tampa Bay. Peyton didn't change going to get No. Yeah. All right. Don't do that. Uh, coming up, you got Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. And again, your Road America NASCAR Cup winner, Tyler Reddick, will be here in the Freak Nation. Going to resume this with affiliate. We'll get right back with it with Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. Brought to you by good friends at General Tire Freak Nation. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliate Freak Nation, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Tyler Reddick, Road America Cup winner, will be joining us in about six or seven minutes. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by good friends at General Tire. It's hot out there. A lot of folks on the road this summer. Make sure you got yourself a new set of General Tires on that bad boy. To find out the size, the tire for your ride, do what smart freaks do and go to GeneralTire.com. It's GeneralTire.com. It's GeneralTire.com. Crasher? So, Max Verstappen is still leading the Formula One points. But his lead was slightly reduced after Charles Leclerc took the win at the Austrian Grand Prix earlier today. And speaking of F1, IndyCar driver Colton Herta will take his first official seat in a McLaren machine tomorrow and Tuesday in Portimao. I'm not sure about you all, I'm just not ready for Colton to lead the IndyCar series just yet, but obviously props to him whenever he eventually does go. Now, NASCAR gave us an excellent weekend, both at Mid-Ohio and down south in Atlanta. First, the trucks in mid-Ohio, Parker Kligerman. Yeah, that TV guy. He held off Zane Smith on the inaugural road course race to win by just 0.119 seconds. The Xfinity Series then delivered a finish just as exciting when Georgia native Austin Hill beat Josh Berry to the stripe by only 0.111 seconds. And how about those hometown drivers all weekend? On Sunday, it was Dawsonville's Chase Elliott, his turn. Yep, the siren rang. Chase took home the checkers in a thrilling race with these new cup cars. It was arguably, in my opinion, the best cup race yet of the year. Peaches in victory lane for everyone. And something we need to keep our eye on, Ross Chastain. He's pretty much driving himself away from more and more friendships on the track. Just stay tuned to that. The SRX series was at the Nashville Fairgrounds, and it was a new-ish face in victory lane. Bobby Labonte taking the win over a hard-charging Marco Andretti. 
Jet Lawrence was back on top in the 250 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Series, while Eli Tomac commanded his third win in a row on the four, in the 450s on the sand in Southwick. Monza played host to the six hours race with the Le Mans hypercars. Andre Negrau, Matthew Volksberry, and Nicolas Lapierre with the win, and still atop their point standings. For more information all weekend on racing, check out racer.com and, of course, speedsport.com. And now, some parenting advice from Pink's husband and freestyle motocross legend, Carrie Hart. Ain't none of my dirty-ass friends gonna be anywhere near my kid. <laughs> Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. IndyCar, WWT Raceway, Saturday, August 20th, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500. Icons, legends, and rising stars. Drama at 200 miles per hour. It's not a reality show, it's real life, real fast. The iconic teams, McLaren, Andretti, Voigt, Rahal, Penske, Ganassi, legendary drivers, Johnson, Canon, Castroneves, New Garden, IndyCar, only at WWT Raceway. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. <laughs> Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. (laughs) 
General Tire Freak Nation, been with us for over 22 years. Well, over, okay, they've been with us for 22 years. General Tire, looking for something for that F-250. What about that Chevrolet you got out there in the front lawn uh, that needs some new tires? Be sure you're rolling on General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. GeneralTire.com. It's hot out there. Make sure you're rolling on General Tires as you take yourself across the country. Tyler Reddick back in the Freak Nation. Winner Tyler Reddick here in the Freak Nation. Tyler, I don't know if you can tell by my tan, but I was on the beach for a freaking week, my friend. And Crash came out to me on the beach and said, well, it's a Sunday. Well, Tyler and Tyler and Dylan, they're not doing so well in the race. I went, oh, crap. And then an hour and a half later, I say, Crash, guess who won? Tyler Reddick. And she, I did not believe you. No, because when we came back out, it was I don't know, somewhat after lunch. You were nineteenth, and it must have been after a pit cycle. But of course, I'm not paying attention as much. I got my daughter to pay attention to. You know, I'm like, okay, I'll I'll catch up on the race later. So I'm like, eh, I don't think they're doing very well. So whatever, let's just continue. So when he said that, I'm like, <laughs> you are so lying to me. Like, there's no way. And I'm like, holy cow, we had a party on the beach for you. Let's just put it that way. Awesome. Yeah, you know, uh, it can be the, the way the stages work on the road course, it can be a little bit deceiving if you tune in at the wrong time. And yeah, it was probably, I would guess, at the end of stage one, I think we were that far back. I think we were about 19th at the end of stage one, I'm guessing. Yeah, so with those cycles, you know, drivers would stay out and, and get some track position. And, and we we hit pit road, uh, you know, before, before pit road closed so that we could leapfrog back to the front at the, uh, you know, resumption of of the race after you know the stage breaks well that being said it's it's out there that randall your crew chief randall burnett has said he's got to be your cheerleader at times to keep your spirits up when you when you don't when you're not doing well in the car was he was he cheerleading with you throughout this race at road america he had to a little bit in the beginning because uh we we felt like we were a little bit off um in in certain areas of the track where I, i needed to be as good as you know, as Kyle Larson, Chase Briscoe, and Chase Elliott were. Sorry about that noise. Hope it's not too bad. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, so we did, we worked on a. Well, we didn't really work on the car. The car was perfect all day. Honestly, I just had to move some things around, some marks, uh, figured out some things on the track that you know the guys in front of me were using that I wasn't. And next thing you know, we kind of closed the gap and just through you know one spot at a time. That you know, I got around Kyle. I think in stage two. And then ultimately in stage three, you know, uh, could stay with Chase until we hit pit road, then came off pit road right behind him and just kept pressing the issue. And, and fortunately, fortunately uh, created a, a mistake. I saw your, I saw your cat just now. Yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the, everyone's celebrating you right now. Yeah. The, oh, here, here we go. Here See, we go. <laughs> my cat used to do the same thing to me. Um, I think it was like a year or two ago I was doing a zoom and she mm-hmm. just walked like right in front of the screen like this for my hand <laughs> and just blocked the whole image. And everyone's like, uh, Tyler's cat just completely photobombed <laughs> the interview. So, and they have no shame with their butts either. It's no. like cat oh, no, butts. No, she put her butt right in front of the camera like, hey, look at this. It's like no one wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and here goes the conversation. Who were we talking with, Statman? I think it was Kyle Larson. He's a dog guy and Statman's on team dog. Kenny and I are on team cat. Clearly, mm-hmm. Tyler, you're team cat, right? Uh, I can't believe Kyle. I, I'm a little surprised Kyle said he was team dog because I know he's had a few cats throughout his life. So he might be trying to sweep that one under the rug. Mm. <laughs> it might have been It might have been sweet. Oh, I think it oh. might have been Brad Sweet. Yeah. yeah. It might have been Brad Sweet who was team dog and Statman. Statman, it, it just, Statman, you just don't like cats. What's the problem, brother? 
I, I'll tell all three of you, cats are a waste of time. I can't, <laughs> I can't deal with anything, anybody, anything that needs me to feed it and then ignores me. I, <laughs> no, I, that's not. You got to be a little nice to your cats, that man, because I don't have that problem. I'm, I'm, I'm always having to, to ask for a little bit of space. Like, okay, yeah, like, I'm really glad you're excited to see me, but you've been like, on top of me for about an hour. Like, can I like catch a breath? I don't have the problem with the cats that I have. They, it's actually the opposite. They're more like attached. I feel like they're worse than dogs. They're, they're like dogs. Actually, when I leave the house, they'll just start howling for like an hour on it. <laughs> no, that's not ridiculous. It's adorable. Okay. So then why aren't you like AJ Almendinger bringing your cats to the track? I mean, with how upset they get, I mean, I'm not kidding you. It, it could, they're worse. They're worse than Bo. I think they'll, it, it'll be six in the morning and they're like sad and they want a little attention. It's like we, we fell asleep at like midnight. I was out there on the couch laying with you and you can't go six hours without losing your mind. So come to the door and start howling and scratching at the door. Next thing you know, Bo's awake and we're awake. And it's like, all right, well, we got to start our day now. The cats are, uh, are very, uh, very attached. <laughs> Yep, so Sam, you, you got you got a cat there that you, you've dealt with a few cats, I guess that that just don't <laughs> like people. You got to be different, Stepman. You got to yeah. caress them. The dog, I you know, I love a dog. A dog, you can pet him, but when a dog wants to go uh, lay down, leave me alone. And uh, you know, and uh, I I'm I'm just a dog guy. I'm not going to be ashamed of that. And uh, I worked with these cat people for. Uh, 22 years going on starting the okay. 23rd year mm -hmm. and uh i still don't like cats <laughs> 20 23 years into the experiment i still don't like cats. i just i just realized that i never connected my airpods to my laptop so the whole time i've been listening to this audio i'm like it sounds like it's not coming from these and as it turns out yeah i never reconnected them to my laptop between phone interviews and Zoom, so. <laughs> Thank goodness we're loud, I guess. Are we gonna yeah, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I don't sound too bad. So I'm like, this is weird. Like, it sounds like the audio is coming. I know the spatial audio stuff's pretty. Technology's pretty cool, but it seems so real. I'm like, wait, wait a minute, oh, yeah. <laughs> Just don't let that happen in the race car. That would be bad. Mm. Well, we don't we don't have Bluetooth in the race car yet, anyway. So. Um, <laughs> And no problems there. You got to plug it in manually still. So it's hard to screw that up. Wow, are, you guys, are you guys going to rely on me to put this thing back on the rails? I'm the guy that usually drives it <laughs> off the rails. Damn. <laughs> no, it's fine. Hey, it wasn't any of our fault. Any of these mm -hmm. faces on the screen right now wasn't our fault. It was a cat tail. Yeah. It was Omar the cat who screwed up this well, interview. Tyler, yeah, well, I'm sorry. I Maybe I shouldn't have sent out samples to everybody before I did the call. You know, maybe that's why we got off track. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. Well done. <laughs> Smart man. Now that's a sponsor plug if I've ever heard it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I can take it back on the rails. Tyler Reddick, you finally got your first win. I've gone over the edge all year. We have something called Beat the Freaks where I have to guess who's going to do well in a NASCAR race. I was in your camp for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And weeks. The one week I get out of your camp, you win. 
I mean, it, you're just a cat person. There you go. It's hey. all a pet guy that's, that's, I can blame it on. But you all the time on dirt, big tracks, mm -hmm. cookie cutter tracks, everywhere, you pick the longest track in America to go win. How'd that happen? Well, I put a lot of work into the road courses and too, you know, I just, I just wanted to put everyone through agonizing pain that was watching because we're going five laps to go. Well, we got like 15 more minutes to go more alive. <laughs> everyone that I talked to that, that uh, watched the race were like, those were the longest 17 laps of my life. I'm like, well, yeah, it's a four mile road course. It's about two and a half minutes to get around there. So it, it is going to take forever. So it was agonizing for everybody, including, including myself. That, that's for sure. And you Whoa. had one of the what? toughest guys on a road course chasing you, and you yeah. walked away from him. You looked in the rearview mirror and said, I'm out of here. Did you worry about Chase Elliott being in the mirror there? Um, honestly, not too not too bad. Um, there was a period in time where I, was, I, I felt like I needed to take care of my brakes. And as it turned out, I didn't need to. As soon as I started pressing along like I was earlier in the race, we got back away. But when we were, run when we were running behind him in the beginning of the race, you know, he was obviously leading by a number of seconds. But it just kind of seemed like he was a little bit off here, a little bit off there. And that was surprising because, you know, he's, you know, always checked out in a lot of these road course races. He's won so many of them. But just as the race progressed and we, you know, went from being fourth to third to then second, then on his back bumper, I could kind of see where he was making – you know, just missing a little bit here, missing a little bit there. So I, I felt like, all right, if I can press the issue, kind of, you know, bait him into dr driving into turn five really hard, making him think about a dive it in there, hmm. maybe a window would open up. And and thankfully that's what happened. We both missed turn five. He just missed it a little bit worse than I did. And I was able to have the position into six. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. So you were watching those specific points where you could take advantage of him. Well, I think all the breaking zones you have at Road America, there's a lot of opportunities. You just got to know with each corner what the right strategy is. You know, um, with turn five, it's like turn one um, all the way over to turn three. You know, if you get the inside line in the first corner, you're going to have the inside line for the next one. And turn one, uh, turn one to turn three is that way. Turn, turn five to turn six is that way. Um, and actually just worked out perfectly because I, I made the pass in five and six. Um Left him a little bit too much room in seven because we had a little bit of contact. Didn't want to shut the door. And I thought I hurt myself by lamp because of that. And um, thankfully, I made the right choice. Instead of trying to block into eight, just let him have the inside line because the carousel was the next corner. And it was a right-hand corner that was pretty much dominated right around the, the white line and the grass. So um, thankfully, just it all played out really good there. I'm a full believer of momentum because I, th I know there's a lot of people out there that don't believe that. They say every race weekend comes in and out on its own. But, man, look what Kyle Larson did with momentum last year. I'm a full believer you guys could do the exact same. I mean, that's the hope. <laughs> what did you have, Statman? Did you have some? Well, yeah, kind of the same thing. But you win, and uh, you, you crossed over that hurdle that kept you from winning, like on, on the dirt at Bristol and several other places. You win now, and does that – what does that do for you, for the team, for the guys that are over the wall? What does that do for them to say, all right, we got that off our back. Now let's go knock out about four or five more. Yeah, no, it, it certainly, it validates everything that we've been, all the work that we've been putting in, you know, that we've been going in the right direction. We've been making the right gains. 
just it, it you know, it's reassuring to, to, to know that we've not been as far away as, as it seems. So for us, it's a huge, huge motivational booster. You know, it's really exciting for, for some of us on the team. It was our first win, including myself, my crew chief. So, you know, it just, it's a nice sense of nice confidence booster validation that, uh, you know, we, be, we belong here and we, act, let's, let's go do it again. Did it make that next meeting with Richard Childress, your team owner? Did it make that next meeting with him saying, I told you, what are you worried about? <laughs> he's always been a believer, man. Um, he's believed in me since before day one, honestly. He wanted me to come over to RCR when I was running a junior motorsports, believed that I would be a champion for him in the Xfinity series. And then we went out and did that. And he was like, all right, well, I guess we better throw you in a cup car now. And he believes <laughs> He's believed in me since day one that, that we could go out and win cup races with with this team. And um, it, it's just really nice to, to to achieve that, not just for him, but for everybody at RCR that, that believes that as well. What did you think when he told you race morning at Road America? What did you think when he said, I know you're going to win this race? I mean, he's always really confident in me. Um, <laughs> you know, he's told me that a few times this year. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and, and the tough thing about it is the days that we've had that he's told me that we've, we've been up front, we've been leading, we've been having things go right. And then bam, they go wrong. So, you know, it, it, it's been tough on all of us, but you know, he's, he's a believer in what our team has done, what I've continued to work on the gains we've been making. And uh, it's always nice to have the boss when your boss has your back. All right. I know you got to get the hell out of here, man, but uh, whether it's Kevin Harvick with Bush beer or even Dale jr. Back in the day with Budweiser, we know how they celebrated, but, do you celebrate with a little bit of Delta Eight or a little? What do you? How do you celebrate with your sponsor, man? What do you do? Or is this in spirit? In spirit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. Boxed in, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we'll say things to change. Didn't you bring a beer into the post race press conference or something? Yeah, I, I, I had a champagne bottle. I think it came from Victory Lane. It wasn't gone yet. I drank the other two, so I wanted, I wanted to finish that one off. Then someone brought me a spotted cow. Then someone handed me some some Captain and Coke, which was nice. I mean, I had I had every every corner I come around, someone was handing me something else. So you know that was that was very nice for everybody. Oh, well I, done, little Delta Eight gummies. I, I, listen, I don't. I Kenny, know what you're asking for freebies. I, I, I know, know what you're hey, doing. <laughs> Tyler knows where I live. Damn it. Yeah, and I, I know some people. Yeah, I don't get drug tested every freaking week. I can certainly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, buddy, we are happy for you. Um, Crasher can finally and stack can finally pick somebody else from able to continue no. to pick Tyler Reddick. I'm riding the train, man. Freaks. We're riding the train. <laughs> awesome. Tyler Reddick here in the Freak Nation. And you're right, Stat, you, Crasher, you guys were riding that Tyler Reddick freaking train for a long freaking time. Statman started last year. I started this year with the new car, but yeah, Stat was on it from. Last, mid last year, I think you said this guy's going to do it. Yeah, and it got embarrassing when he always, especially at Bristol. I mean, at Bristol, it was like he comes out of the last turn and gets spun out. I know. And you know, I mean that that hurt had hurt him. And every camera in NASCAR was aimed at him when the, <laughs> at the end of the race. He couldn't get mad, but I think I, I'd be. I wouldn't want to be the fly on the wall because I'd get punched through the wall. <laughs> You'd get swatted. You'd fly swatted. Just punch through it. Yeah. Freak Nation coming up this hour. A 
motocross rider who's done something, or actually last weekend did something not a whole lot of 250 riders have done throughout the year, and that's knock off the Lawrence brothers. Yeah. Joe Shimoda coming up. But first, here's your stat man scat. Lots happened in the last couple of weeks. A lot of things have been said, a lot of ugly things in Formula One, things that lead you to pour a cup of angry when you wake up in the morning. But cups of angry make you think small. For example, angry attitudes make you denigrate people with seven championships when you only have three. Nelson Piquet's problem wasn't that he used the N-word to talk about Lewis Hamilton. Piquet's problem was that he called Hamilton little and his daughter agreed because she sleeps with the man who stole an eighth championship from Hamilton last December. The theft was so ugly, the man who tried to fence that title lost his job trying to defend it. Worse, PK and his daughter's boyfriend, Max Verstappen, made their first bones in Formula One when it was run by a man who thinks Vladimir Putin is a good guy. That same Vladimir Putin who smiles throwing rockets and bullets at old men, women, and children. Bernie Ecclestone says he'd gladly take a bullet for Putin as long as it doesn't hurt. They're all small, small enough to not talk about anymore. You can't drink angry without becoming small. Money and fame make you big in today's world, but cups of angry and bad attitude make you small. And small won't let you see over a stack of seven championships to admire anything. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. That man put a scat out several weeks ago when porpoising became an issue in Formula One, and it's raised its head again. First of all, Statman, if you can share with the Freak Nation what porpoising is to those novice motorsports or automotive fans, people who own a freaking car going, what, my car porpoises? No, not necessarily. But there's a problem with porpoising in Formula One, <laughs> and they've taken action again with porpoising well yeah they had there was a problem with the car and they uh the you couldn't pass easily when you got close to the car there was so much turbulence that it was not easy to pass you'd lose control of your front end they changed that and the uh the the non what's the word the unintended consequence Mm -hmm. was that the as you went fast uh, the easiest thing to do is to lower the car if the course, if the track was smooth enough. But as the the air went over the car, the car would hit the ground. And when it hit the ground and it would bounce up, then the air would get under it and it would suck it back to the ground and you end up bouncing. Uh, and that was what uh, they were having problems. And a couple of the drivers especially at Mercedes, were getting out of the car with back problems. And uh, so the FIA said, no, we can't have that. And then Red Bull answered and says, yeah, we can. If they can't figure it out, that's their problem. We, we got to got ours figured out. And But there are teams that, uh, and even Red Bull is having problems once in a while. 
but uh, Mercedes has been working on it and getting the problems kind of sorted out. What they did was change the under the uh, undercarriage of the car, the bottom of the car on the outside, add some stable stabilizers on the side of the car and widen it a little bit and did some arrow work to the floor of the car, and that sort of mitigated some of the porpoising problem. Uh, and therefore, the car is getting faster. Uh, Lewis uh, was leading at uh, Silverstone, one of his favorite tracks. He was leading uh, last weekend and uh, finished on the podium for the second straight week. So, uh, yeah, and curiously enough, Verstappen was whining, my car doesn't work and I can't, and they're beating me and I don't know what to do. Wow, that's a really uh, good Verstappen good. impression. I, I yeah. I, last December changed the world. So uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, they're figuring it out. And a lot of the teams, these are some of the smartest engineers and they have uh, supercomputers to work this stuff out. So anybody who doesn't figure it out in Formula One uh, shouldn't be there because, it, you know, it's a problem, but they're sorting it out. Freak Nation, there is a rider out there that finally puts the Lawrence brothers on the sidelines. Okay, well, he got himself an overall win. Joe Shimoto in the 250 class for the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross at Redbud last weekend. He'll be joining us next right here. Speed Freak Spits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. IndyCar, WWT Raceway, Saturday, August 20th. The Bomberito Automotive Group 500. Icons, legends, and rising stars. Drama at 200 miles per hour. It's not a reality show. It's real life, real fast. The iconic teams, McLaren, Andretti, Foyt, Rahal, Penske, Ganassi. Legendary drivers, Johnson, Kanan, Castroneves, Newgarden, IndyCar. Only at WWT Raceway. General Tire delivers. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. Dear Lucas Oil, I've used your heavy-duty oil stabilizer in my truck for years. It now has over a half million miles. 
It's not a diesel. It's never been rebuilt. Your oil stabilizer does exactly what it says it'll do. It has extended the life of my engine. Just want to say thanks. Sincerely, Josh H. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. It works. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Back with the Freaks, 22 years, Lucas Oil Studios, Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. This is the first time for this guy to join us here in the Freak Nation, Joe Shimoda, uh, your 250 winner from last weekend, July 4th weekend, joining us here in the Freak Nation. First question for you, uh, I know Hunter talked about you getting a tattoo, a USA tattoo on your belly. Did you end up getting that USA tattoo on your belly? Um, not, a, not a tattoo. I don't know if, if I want to do that tattoo on my, on my belly like that, but... Uh, <laughs> doing it <laughs> it's it's i want to say it's a long time coming with this win but you're you're still somewhat still wet behind the ears with supercross and motocross but really uh putting the hunter the the lawrence brothers uh at rest for at least one weekend was a big damn deal uh, yet at the same time do you always feel that th- those are the riders that you have to chase race in and race out and not concern yourself with other riders um I mean, I think everybody's competitive. The guys line up next to me, and but yeah, those two guys are definitely at the top level. They're always there every weekend to fight for the win. So yeah, my goal is to try to be uh, closest possible to them. Uh, back in the past, great. If not, keep chasing and and uh, always beat them. So. Um, yeah, just chasing around. Yeah, with Hunter and Jet, it's tough to get away from their personalities, but their riding can certainly back up their personalities. I would imagine a guy like yourself, it's refreshing to have personalities like Jet and Hunter in Supercross and Motocross. Well, it's not really like fake personality, you know, like uh, we all just naturally having fun. And if people like it, great. Like, and I think that's that's a uh, the fun part of this sport. Uh, I mean, we we race hard at each other, but at the same time, like you don't need to be mean or disrespectful uh, off the track. So I remember at Paula, I think I think it was the first round. You said you were excited about getting a P three in that round, but you said still in your post, so much to work on. What have you been working on through the season and how good did it feel to have it finally capitalized upon with an overall win last weekend? Definitely the start. I, I am a bad starter. I, I can say that. Um, 
it's not like I can't do it. It's just super inconsistent. And that would help me a lot. And then, yeah, I mean, to grab more speed, those little tents are really important as well. Just uh, putting all the pieces together is what I'm working on right now. Um, and yeah, I hope I can do it soon. But that is what helped you then with Redbud, right? Because your starts were a little bit better. So whatever you're doing, it's working. Yeah, I mean, like I said, yeah. Um, there's still so much thing to learn. And all I can do is just try my best. Uh, if it works, great. If not, just keep working. Do you have other guys, whether it's veteran riders who are no longer riding, but but out there watching you or current riders, do you have them giving you some input on some other things that maybe you could improve? Like I see my like favorite rider to watch. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I like, uh, I like Justin Barcia. Just, uh, just because his writing style is really aggressive and kind of really opposite of my style. Huh. So I, I don't know. I just like his style. There was Joe Shimoda uh, finished one uh, last weekend in Lucas Oil Motocross. There was some praises last year uh, by Ricky Carmichael about you, uh, and one of the things that he said was your determination. And you kind of said that just now. Uh, do you, do you appreciate what? Somebody, the the class of Ricky Carmichael, Hall of Fame writer, some consider him the greatest of all time. Uh, do you hear that? Does that resonate with you? And what do you take that on the track with you? Uh, for sure. Like, Ricky Carmichael is obviously, like, legends. Um, it's, uh, it's almost, well, it's like who you want to be. And, yeah, to have the guys comment, uh, good things about me it's really like it's almost kind of like a reward like um like uh i don't know it's so hard to say for me to, like it's hard for me to explain it but mm -hmm. um you kind of get excited when they talk about it you mentioned working on your starts that just resonated with me when you said that how do you practice getting a start to a like a foot and a half window against 35 other guys all going for that same foot and a half. How do you practice a start for Supercross? Um, yeah, like like you say, like there's 35 rider on the gate that wants to take take over, you know? And yeah, my problem is I get too nervous on the gate. I'm my legs are like shaking and stuff. So, I mean, that comes from, like, being in good in-time qualifier will give you confidence. And lining up to the gate, knowing you're going to do good instead of knowing, okay, uh, considering your unsure things. So, I mean, the race day, you have to build the day from the qualifier, I believe. Mm. And, yeah, if not, then just... I feel like you need to have more clear vision of what you what you are you're going to do on the race. So instead of focusing on the other, you're focusing on yourself. So that's, that's 
Let, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but that sounds like what what you've been saying all along. Instead of physically preparing to do something on the track, whether it's a start or more speed, it sounds like what you're saying is that I've got to get inside my head and prepare myself to do well. And if I do that, I'm going to be successful. Do I have that right? Yeah, you're right. I'm um Everybody's different. Some guys maybe need a technique. Some some guys maybe need a a speed. But my uh, personal goal right now is to focus on myself. Um, I mean, for some guys it comes comes natural, but but not me. You know, I have to work on it. And and then I mean, it's getting better and better each race and each year. But. Yeah, I mean, these couple of rounds I've been doing better and better, so I hope um, I can keep doing All right, Joe Shimoda, Redbud winner, joining us here in the Freak Nation. I want you to put this on repeat in your head. I am Joe Shimoda. I'm a badass. I'm a Red Bud winner, and I'm going to kick the crap out of every other motocross racer from start to finish for the rest of this Lucas Oil motocross season. Okay? Yeah. Same. You got this. I mean, you do have so much talent. So, yeah, now it just needs to be harnessed. And we're not saying be disrespectful, but we are saying kind of think more like Barsha or be a little bit more of a badass because you got it. You got the talent in your body. Now you just need to convince your mind of that because you're going places, man. You are. Thank you. Yeah. Just need to be a little meaner. (laughs) Be mean. Be mean. Be a little meaner. Get the elbows out a little bit. Make make room for me. I'm coming through. Yeah, there you go. All right, so Joe Shimoda joining us here in the Freak Nation, and it's not lost on on us, Joe, that over the 65 plus year history of professional motocross, there's been one Japanese rider that's actually had a world class title, and it's always been a surprise to me with the manufacturers coming from Japan and, and being so. Uh, uh, such a part of Supercross and Motocross. How come there hasn't been more successful championship riders from Japan? You're a young man who's got a lot of talent. Where have the Joe Shimodas been in the past? Any idea? I'm sorry, I didn't really get the question. No, where? Why haven't there been more Japanese successful Japanese riders over the years? Uh. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can't control them. So what? Um, I don't know. Nope. Uh, but I have a goal. Like, I want to be. Uh, well, yeah, I, I've been telling this, this to people. Like, because I'm, I'm Japanese, uh, motocross industry might be not big there. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I'm not competitive. So if I can be one of the guys who's. Who can show that, you know, like you can really do it if you work hard for it and then show that to, uh, I want to show that to people in Japan. And I hope one day um, there's more, a lot more people from Japan um, could come race here. It'll be more fun. I think. Yes. 
Oh, this is going to be fun to watch. This is going to be fun to watch through the years. All right. Well, let's leave it with this. We like to ask this question. We we give three names out there when it comes to – we like to – well, I know Ricky Carmichael, Jeremy McGrath, or James Stewart. Of those three writers, whose style did you do you enjoy more watching when you go back and look at old video of those three writers? I'm, I'm more uh, – I watch – so many times because uh, when I watched the videos, he was still racing, and yeah, probably him. Uh, just love his writing style, love his style. I mean, just in general, and it's really entertaining to watch, and it's obviously fast. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, man, you're you're on to something here. Uh, you're you're doing some things, and it's awesome that you're making the 250 class competitive. I know you're sitting in the three spot at this point, buddy. Good luck to you for the rest of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross season, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you, Statman, you were talking about this earlier, how we finally had a Supercross motocross rider on that's not coming from a freaking injury. <laughs> for a change, yeah. right? Not limping or, or in a sling or something. Mm-hmm. You know, when I... I thought about it when you mentioned about uh, Japanese riders, a lot of them in road racing in Grand Prix racing and uh, uh, MotoGP and so forth. He was born in Suzuka, the, one of the great racetracks in the world. And uh, I, I wondered if they concentrate more on uh, uh, pavement racing, MotoGP, uh, uh, I can't, su- not Supercross, but uh super bikes and so forth and instead of going out on the dirt and i you know i wonder what good question yeah what caused him to uh consider dirt racing versus obviously he has the skill to ride a motorcycle Mm -hmm. he could do whatever he wanted to do and growing up in the shadow of suzuka is uh you know it, it that would have been the thing that would have attracted him to racing but he didn't. He got into the dirt, and uh, dirt's probably better off because of it. I mean, yeah. There's yeah. been three steady manufacturers, and out of four manufacturers, it's uh, Suzuki, Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha. Mm-hmm. You know where they're from. and it, it It's like sports car racing back in the day or, or just racing. I mean, A.J. Foyt, the Unser family, these are American drivers winning an American-made American built cars. I just maybe it's just me just trying to put the puzzle together yeah, but here. The difference is those were American drivers and American cars in an American series. Mm-hmm. Like Joe was just yeah. saying, yes, these are Japanese manufacturers, but they're racing in an American series, not in a Japanese series. So yeah. therefore the familiarity or at least the just just the identity at all together just wasn't there when he was growing up. Yeah. That probably makes him even more unique in that uh, MotoGP and Superbikes, they race all over the world. And there is motocross and supercross elsewhere, but the biggest series is here in uh, America. So, um, you know, for some reason, he enjoyed the dirt and uh, got, got some success early and probably stayed with it. And he loves speed. He kind of smiled about that. And everybody... Anybody who uh, uh, likes James uh, likes speed. So uh, if he's going to copy off of somebody, he better learn to be fast. <laughs> he can get his starts down. Speaking of James Stewart and speed, 
if if Joe Shimoda can get his starts down with that need for speed, look out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And frankly, frankly, with the six months that I lived in Japan, you had to get way the heck out of the city to find any property to ride on. Mm-hmm. And and we've got that all over this country where you've got woods, you've got mountains. You can you can mm-hmm. just grab your bike and go, but. You know, it's not easy to do in, in uh, Japan. Yeah, on an island, there's not a lot of land that you mm-hmm. you could go around in a circle on a racetrack, but just to go take off uh, against the the mountain or something, <laughs> it's a little more difficult. <laughs> in uh, Japan, you get to the top of the mountain in Japan, it's liable to be a volcano or something. You're right. You know, you can, hey, I'm going out to the desert. What? No, <laughs> no you're not. No. <laughs> so it's awesome to be Joe Shimoda. Just crash your... You, the things you've read and seen on this guy, he's just he's got some chops. That well, he was fun to watch in Supercross too mm-hmm. in the Supercross season, and it's transferring to motocross. I mean, yeah, the, the Lawrence brothers are pretty much dominating, but nobody else is on his tail. So, yeah, he's doing things. He's doing things, and he's going to be fun to watch into the years in the future. Freak Nation, big second hour coming up. Justin Ashley sitting number four in points, NHRA top fueler. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Again, your stat man, Scat. More coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Freak Nation, Statman, Crash Guidus, Kenny Sargent, second hour, Speed Freaks, Lucas Oil Studio. Justin Ashley, number four in points, NHRA top fueler. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. We'll highlight our first hour interview with Tyler Reddick and some not much motorsports this hour. Are we going to talk cats? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll probably talk a little bit more cats here in the Freak Nation. Sorry, I'm sure Statman to find a way to bring up Beyonce once again here in the Freak Nation. <laughs> I'll let that one just lay it on by. Statman, Lola Falana or Beyonce? Hmm. Oh, Beyonce. Are you kidding? What about my girl? Oh, uh, 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 Green. Well, I can't think of her name. Come on. Oh, come on, Statman. Hmm? Girl in green. Oh, not in green. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm digging. I'm digging rabbit holes. Second hour. I should just stop it. So you just heard Statman. Lola Falano. She was just back in the '70s. Even this young dude knew that she was the bomb. Dot com. Even before there was a com. Statman. Oh, way before com. Crasher. Do you even know who Lola Falana is? Yeah, I'd have to look her up. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, but I have to look her up. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Yeah, there was one one night I was at a restaurant in Hollywood years ago, and Lola Fulana and uh, who was the woman who sang and, and was a 
Laker dance girl at one time. Oh, Paula Abdul. Yeah, yep. Paula Abdul and another woman who was hot in Hollywood. And they were all in one booth eating in the corner in the dark. And they all got up and left at the same time. <laughs> and the restaurant went quiet. <laughs> Pam Greer is who I was thinking of, Statman. Oh, Pam Greer. Well, I don't know. Pam Greer, when Pam Greer was Pam Greer, that'd mm -hmm. be a toss-up. You know, that'd be yep. an absolute toss-up. Freak Nation, this is a motorsports show, and every now and then we do talk a little bit of motorsports. We talked about porpoising in Formula One last last hour. Question for you, Statman. Do we know what the budget is set for Formula One teams? What the do we an idea roughly? Budget set? I think it I think they lowered it to like one twenty five million, something like that. Yeah, that's uh, wow. Yeah. That is a lot less than what they used to spend in the 150. Yeah, I mean Ferrari and Mercedes uh, and Red Bull used to spend over 200, 250, and other teams that were at the back of the line used to spend as little as 50 or 60. Jeez. Oh, but uh, yeah, and that's why they wanted to kind of bring it more in line, um, so that the the competitive balance be a little better i mean and it's sort of happening mm -hmm. with kevin magnuson and the haas car is getting in the in the top 10 and qualifying uh and you know some some people are starting to get faster move out of the back of the line and some of the people who were at the front of the line at one time like mclaren mm -hmm. uh, fell way back but they're that they're getting their problems sorted out but still red bull and mercedes and ferrari are still well Quickly, before we get into crash class pit news and notes, I brought that up. That news was, it was earlier this week where the FIA and Formula One came to an agreement to to push up their their bottom line to, to involve inflation from 3% to 3.1%. And I couldn't find a hard wow. figure what the budget is for Formula there, There's a lot of numbers that are thrown around out there, but evidently for 2023, Thanks to inflation, their budget's going to increase by 3%. Uh, but, but that is a problem. I, I read a story that uh, you didn't realize that uh, it's costing more to ship stuff around the world on airplanes and uh, just to drive down the road. Uh, it's costing more around the world to get diesel fuel and so forth. So things are costing more mm -hmm. uh, to, to move the team from place to place and let them stay in a hotel, all that's costing more. So if you sat in a chair in uh, Italy, in Rome or in Paris, and said that the, it's going to be $10, and then the next thing you know, it's uh, cost $12 to get stuff done, then you got to make some changes. <laughs> you sat in a chair. <laughs> oh, after 22 years, we never run out of crap to say. <laughs> 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 oh boy sat in a chair for ten dollars justin ashley nhra top fuel badass will be joining us coming up in moments but first we're going to resume with some of our affiliates get in some crash gladys at news and notes from lucas oil studios speed freaks we promise to suck less speed freaks motorsports radio redefined the Freaks. Bringing in more affiliates for a Speed Freaks Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out. Stats here, Crashers here, most truly Kenny Sargent. We're here. 
A lot of folks on the road this weekend. A lot of folks on the road this summer. Be sure you're rolling on General Tires, Big Nation. That's General Tires. GeneralTire.com. Check out the website for the tire for your ride. What are you driving? Find out what you need on it. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? So, Max Verstappen is still leading the Formula One points, but his lead was slightly reduced after Charles Leclerc took the win at the Austrian Grand Prix earlier today. And speaking of F1, IndyCar driver Colton Herta will take his first official seat in a McLaren machine tomorrow and Tuesday in Portimao. I'm not sure about you all. I'm just not ready for Colton to leave the IndyCar series just yet, but obviously props to him whenever he eventually does go. Now, NASCAR gave us an excellent weekend, both at Mid-Ohio and down south in Atlanta. First, the trucks in Mid-Ohio, Parker Kligerman. Yeah, that TV guy. He held off Zane Smith on the inaugural road course race to win by just 0.119 seconds. The Xfinity Series then delivered a finish just as exciting when Georgia native Austin Hill beat Josh Berry to the stripe by only 0.111 seconds. And how about those hometown drivers all weekend? On Sunday, it was Dawsonville's Chase Elliott, his turn. Yep, the siren rang. Chase took home the checkers in a thrilling race with these new cup cars. It was arguably, in my opinion, the best cup race yet of the year. Peaches in victory lane for everyone and something we need to keep our eye on. Ross Chastain, he's pretty much driving himself away from more and more friendships on the track. Just stay tuned to that. The SRX series was at the Nashville Fairgrounds, and it was a new-ish face in victory lane. Bobby Labonte taking the win over a hard-charging Marco Andretti. Jet Lawrence was back on top in the 250 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Series, while Eli Tomac commanded his third win in a row on the four, in the 450s on the sand in Southwick. Monza played host to the six hours race with the Le Mans hypercars. Andre Negrau, Matthew Volksberry, and Nicolas Lapierre with the win and still atop their point standings. For more information all weekend on racing, check out racer.com and of course, speedsport.com. Speed Freaks. Mario Andretti answering the phones at Speed Freaks World Headquarters. Hello, this is Mario Andretti. You've reached the offices of Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks, hauling Andretti's hardware. You're listening to the Speed Freaks, the only group that could carry my jockstrap. So what the f*** is AJ thinking? I'm AJ Foyt, and you're listening to Speed Freaks. They also want me to sign their butt, but I won't. Speed Freaks, motorsports radio redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. IndyCar, WWT Raceway, Saturday, August 20th, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500. Icons, legends, and rising stars. Drama at 200 miles per hour. It's not a reality show. It's real life, real fast. The iconic teams, McLaren, Andretti, Foyt, Rahal, Penske, Ganassi. Legendary drivers, Johnson, Kanan, Castroneves, Newgarden, IndyCar. Only at WWT Raceway. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. 
Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. Dear Lucas Oil, I've used your heavy-duty oil stabilizer in my truck for years. It now has over a half million miles. It's not a diesel. It's never been rebuilt. Your oil stabilizer does exactly what it says it'll do. It has extended the life of my engine. Just want to say thanks. Sincerely, Josh H. Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. It works. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, over 22 years of doing this. We might as well put 23 on that Speed Freaks banner. Lucas Oil Studios, man. Uh, if you need products for inside your engine, outside your engine, outside your car, inside your car, man, Lucas Oil has the products to keep your ride looking fat and happy and sounding fat and happy. Speaking of happy, this guy uh, has an off week. Justin Ashley, first time here in the Freak Nation, top five in points. Almost said the NHL. That's how tired I am right about that. The NHRA top fueler, uh, top five in points, Justin Ashley here in the Freak Nation. And we're talking about this before we went live with you, Justin, that do you plan this week nicely where your sister's getting married on an off week. Did she consult with you on uh, your off weeks for uh, drag racing? No, but I think she should have. Now that I look back, it would have been great if she did, but it happened to work out really well. It was made very clear to me by my family that we are not scheduling this wedding around racing. You better hope that it just so happens to be on an off weekend. And uh, luckily for us, it was. So you can see I'm in a hotel room right now uh, awaiting the wedding coming up tomorrow. So happy for her. Wait a minute. They made that very clear. She understands she's in a racing family, father, son going on here. Why was that made so clear? Well, I, I should have prefaced by saying it was made clear by my mother, mm-hmm. the rest of the family, that we are having this wedding at whatever the best time to have the wedding in is. And look, you know, hopefully, right? You only get married once and God bless them. Um, I'm excited for them and his family first. So listen, we just, we got lucky this time around and I'm not going to complain about it. No, that's a good point. And you're coming off a Father's Day win just a few weeks ago. Okay, family is working out this summer. I get it. I get it. Yeah, that was, uh, man, it's been a great summer, really. I mean, to start off at Bristol, that race has so much prestige to it. I grew up watching my father at that racetrack, so we wanted knowing it was Father's Day to be able to go in there and at least have a good day on Sunday, really try and collect that win. But it's one of those deals that you don't really even realize it till later. 
you get the win and it's all exciting, but then you sleep on it and, and you wake up the next day and you're like, that really just happened. <laughs> and, uh, and it did. So really it was just a, an awesome experience, a hot race day, a tricky racetrack, uh, a lot of really competitive races out there. The place was packed as usual. So we're off to a good start to the summer. You, of course, work closely with Antron Brown. We've had him on several times this year, and the frustration is evident with him. He, he, he says he's getting closer, but the, the question I ask him is like, bro, just walk on over there and lean over <laughs> Ashley's shoulder and see what the hell they're doing. Man, I'm, I'm joking. Of course I am with all of his new parts and pieces, but I, it, flying the flag of a little bit of Lucas Oil there on the, on the dragster and doing what you're doing with this full season – it's not lost on a lot of people that have followed your career uh, where you've had a dragster, you've had a race car where there were zero logo, logos on it, and now you got a crap ton of sponsors. Something's going right for you. Yeah, you know, we've been fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of great, really great people. And when you look at that race car, right, you mentioned Antron Brown. Uh, he'll be in for the wedding later, so we might have to, like, <laughs> face FaceTimes ourselves in. I know he likes to hit the dance floor, so maybe I'll get a video oh. or two for you guys. But we'll save that for later. Um yeah, but, you know, Antron Brown's another good reason why we got our involvement with Toyota. So that's a primary example of surrounding yourself with the right people and surrounding yourself with good people. And and he's been a tremendous help, and everybody really on our whole team has. And, you know, one sponsor in particular, Phillips Connect, which we brought on this year, really helped take our program to the next level. And you see our performance grow. You see our program improve and grow as a whole. And that's really because of the commitment that they made to us and you know, we really enjoy working with them together. They are phenomenal at what they do, and they are excellent at putting together an execution plan that they're able to work on at the racetrack. So it's just a great relationship. We're excited to work with them. We love working with Vita C Energy and Chip Lofton, and it takes financials to make these cars go. That's no secret. And, uh, you know, we're happy to be in this position and working with the companies that we are. Hold on. Go back a little bit. I know Statman's chomping at the bit, but go back a little bit. That's very fascinating to me. Antron helped you get Toyota. That I, I don't know why it intrigues me so much, but it does because the entire community in the NHRA pits seems to be so helping. And hey, I got this this lead for you. Go take it and run with it. Or hey, let's let's work on this special part together. You know, let's let's see what we can do together. Can you explain a little bit more of that background because that is fascinating. Yeah, sure. I mean, look, make no mistake. It starts with this: when you put your helmet on, all that stuff goes by the wayside. You're there to win. It's either your team or the other team and you go home and you don't want to go home. That's the bottom line. But outside of that, the NHRA community is strong. And, you know, it was mentioned before, Antron and I are teammates this year. And anything that we can do to help each other, we're going to go above and beyond to do that, whether it's performance of the race car or whether it's on and off the racetrack. So he's had a really great relationship with Toyota and Toyota guys are racing North America for a long time. And he was kind enough to make that introduction. And, uh, you know, Toyota provides a lot of data information and technology. So since we're running as a two-car team, if Toyota can provide that data, information, and technology, along with a lot of other really great things to both our teams, it'll help our programs overall become that much better. So that's kind of how our relationship came to be. And he really uh, he really stepped and went out of his way to, to put in the good word for us. And it's been a great relationship. Hmm. Wow. Justin Ashley, top fuel pilot, NHRA, you talk about how close the uh, paddock is in, in in drag racing, but things are changing in drag racing. There's a new world order coming on in the NHRA. I just noticed that there's, I think, three of the top five and four of the top ten 
are guys that used to be backmarkers and didn't even have full season rides. And now they're putting guys on the trailer who've been out there cashing checks for a long time. Does the NHR realize what's going on that a new world order is coming online? Yeah, they do. I mean, this top fuel field, the nitro categories in general, all the pro fields, the sport itself is in a really healthy position. But when you look at top fuel, that field is so deep. I mean, no matter where you qualify, you go into race day and it's like, oh, great, right? This is what I get for qualifying one or two. And if you qualify three or four, it just gets even worse. Everybody is so good. You know, you have cars in there that if you want to consider part-time cars, I guess you could because they're not at every race. But they're really not part-time cars. So you can get put on the trailer at any moment and this sport will humble you really quick. So NHRA definitely knows what's going on and it's healthy. Uh, it's really good for the sport as a whole, but you know, these guys that have been around for a long time, Antron Brown, uh, the Torrances, the Kalitas, the forces of the world, obviously there's some new blood coming into the sport, which is great, but those guys are tough, man. They are just nonstop. They have multi-car teams and they are tough to beat. And every time you go up against them, the margin for error is so small. So you better bring your A game every qualifying run, every elimination run, because you'll get sent home quick if you don't. They always talk about second half of the season. Mm. And I'm always curious from certain drivers. Some of them admit it. Yeah, it feels like the second half. And some of them say, no, it's just one long-ass season. With this West Coast swing, it, it jumps into the second half of the season for the NHRA. Does it feel like a second half of the season, or is it just one long-ass season, Justin Ashley? I think it's one season, and it's a long season. Um, <laughs> you know, you try and take it race by race. So you look at it as a marathon, not necessarily a sprint. And you take it race by race and take it one race at a time. And, you know, this is what we love to do, race 22 races a year, and it's a long season. But we love each and every moment of it. We love being around the teams, being around the fans, being around the drivers and the sponsors. Uh, the only thing I'll say is, you know, it does kind of feel divided, maybe not midway through the season, but once the countdown starts. Um, it does feel like one long season, but there's something different about those last six races. And you can feel it normally Friday and Saturday have a certain intensity to it. And then Sunday, the intensity just naturally picks up. But when it's one of those six races during the countdown, those Sundays, uh, you know, feel like they just have that much more importance because they really do. So if anything at all, I think there is some kind of divide between the races before and the races that are during the countdown, because there's so much pressure, because there's so much on the line. And the truth is you spent the first 16 races just trying to position yourself for these final six races. And, and once that moment's there, it's just about focusing and, and trying to capture that opportunity. Yeah, that's completely fair. Are you one of the drivers? I mean, you've only driven in the countdown era, but do you still hear negativity from other drivers? Ah, this countdown sucks. I hate resetting the points. And are you a fan of it or not a fan of it? Sure, I still hear it. Um, you know, it, it's I'm a fan of it. The truth is I'm a fan of it because I think when you look at any sport, I follow a lot of sports. I'm a big football fan, you know, football, baseball, basketball. You know, you're the number one seed. You know, you know, you go into the playoffs and you have to play three or four games to make it to the championship or the Super Bowl or whatever it might be. It's just the way it is. Everybody has their own playoff format. And NHRA has their playoff format. Now, also, it's easy for me to say when, you know, I wasn't first in the points and I didn't have a big lead. And if that was the case, I might feel differently about it, just being honest. Uh, but no, I do like the playoff format. I think that's the way sports is. There's a regular season and there's a playoffs. So I can understand the, the rationale, the reasoning behind why they do it and why they wouldn't want to do it, uh, especially for drivers in the past who have had big point leads now. But I think for me, 
Uh, it's exciting. I think it's great for the fans because ultimately it comes down to the end. And most of the time, it's going to come down to Pomona. And at Pomona, the championship's going to be decided. Great answer. Nice. Well, I think the the questions that are missing here, is this going to be a Jewish wedding with your... <laughs> Is it going to be a Jewish wedding? Yeah, it's going to be a Jewish wedding. It's going to be a Jewish wedding, but it's going to be a good It's It'll be a good wedding. I, I don't really know. Honestly, I should know more details than I actually do. Uh, I'm guilty of not really, of kind of just like being in my own world. So I don't know many, too many details. I'm just figuring out like what time the wedding is tomorrow and stuff. But it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of people. Uh, and you in the wedding? Are you, are you in the wedding? I'm in the wedding. Yeah, I'm in the wedding. Um, I'm a groomsman in the wedding and, and I absolutely love her fiance, Steve. He's awesome. He's fantastic. Just in case he's watching this, Steve, but, uh, no, he, uh, yeah, no, I'm in the wedding. Um, I'm just going to double check and make sure it is tomorrow, but you know, I'm in the okay. well, my point was this is I've got some questions about the Jewish wedding. I need some confirmation from you, my Please friend, do I, if I can answer them, but yeah, I'm sure ahead. you can listen. You've been Jewish all your life, so I figured you're that's, right? that's true. I have been, yes. And yeah, and, and your mom. I, and listen, I I know you. I, I remember meeting your mom, and I knew exactly who not only runs the family that runs that portion of Long Island. It's your mom. All right, you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, what's a uh, in a in a Jewish wedding, a Jewish marriage? There's something that comes in handy for uh, the two, the the bride and the groom. What is a chupa? I don't know. I don't know what a chupa is. I can, I can make something up right now. I really can't. I don't know what it is. What is it? What, what is it? What is a chupa? Do you know what it is? It's a canopy, man. Everybody has. Okay, a so it's what you get married underneath, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure, but yeah, now I know. I do know though, if this, I don't know if it's going to be a follow up question, but they, they, they have glass and they break the glass. Yes. Well, hell, I know that. I've watched enough damn movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that. Yeah. Is yeah. that a Jewish thing or that's just a wedding thing? That's a Jewish thing. Right? I think it's a Jewish thing. I think it's yeah. like a yeah. okay. It's like the mafia thing. When it's all over, it's like jumping the broom. Yeah. By the way, Kenny is Googling this. So you're making Justin look bad as if you know all this stuff, Kenny. It's the Googles. I didn't know you were Googling. You got thrown onto the bus really quick. I didn't know you were Googling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so what's the what is the bride? What's the Jewish term for the bride? Bridezilla. I don't know. What is it? Close. <laughs> the, the, the kala. She's a kala. A kala. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. The groom. I, I don't know how you pronounce it. The shatan. Okay. Or, 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 or <laughs> Satan. What? No. Shatan. I'll uh, tell you what, this, this is good just so you know, by the way, and I don't mean to interrupt because now yeah. I can go to the wedding and <gasps> people are going to think I know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Hey, Carla, that's What's my up? sister. The, yes. the ceremony exactly. includes two distinct rituals, the betrothal, which is, man, and the completion of the marriage itself is called a ninusin. Ninusin. Okay. okay. No, no. I'm cutting this conversation right here. <laughs> In the middle of one of our shows, Kenny was reading a story. And when you read a story, clearly you don't necessarily, your mind doesn't compute, you know, how to actually pronounce something. Right. He was reading a Jewish story. This was maybe two or three years ago. It was longer than that. And how did you pronounce a certain Listen, very common Jewish piece of clothing? Have you ever had to say Shashevsky's name after looking at oh, don't, it? Don't, don't even go Mike Shashevsky on me right now. Say, say what you said wrong. Well, I, I phonetically sounded out Yamaka. D but what? Did, how did you say it when you how were? You pronounce that one. Yamoki. Yamoki. 
<laughs> it's definitely Yamaka, not Yamoki. That one I could have answered. That's a uh, listen. If you're gonna try and sound it out, I, I get it. I get no, it. Don't even sympathize with him. No. <laughs> That's one of the right. most common words he should have known. Yamoki. Now I just say it. I just know that one thing is very important in a Jewish wedding. And that's wine. You got plenty mm. of that? Mm. Oh, there's plenty of wine. All There'll right. be plenty of wine. That much I can tell you. That I know. There'll be plenty of wine, plenty of music, plenty of dancing. Yes. Well, I don't know if he learned anything with that. That the, the Jewish Q and A comes to Jewish weddings, but no. I, but he's going to Google now. <laughs> are you yeah. kidding? Now I'm going to Google. I'm going to know everything. Yep. So when people get to the wedding, they're like, "How come this guy knows everything?" I'd be like, "I just, I just know it." It's my culture, man. I, I was prepared for the wedding. Bang. <laughs> Went to uh, Freak Nation school. <laughs> oh, no. What do you think? Justin, what do you think of this canopy? What? This is a chupa. Exactly. Willis, chupa. <laughs> Settle down. People got to get on their game. They got to know their vocabulary like we do. <laughs> oh, no. But this is awesome, man. Thank you for doing this, Justin. I, I, I'd probably rather say good luck this weekend than uh, Maha Nationals, <laughs> than right? Than Denver? Yeah. <laughs> No, look, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. Um, really cool to be on your show. I always tune and watch all the time. So appreciate it. Well, tell the old man we said hello, and I'm sure we'll see him before the next wedding. I don't we'll know do. Absolutely. The next one, yeah. The next wedding. <laughs> all right, buddy. See you. Freak Nation coming up. Not much motorsports, but first, your stat man, Scat. Lots happened in the last couple of weeks. A lot of things have been said, a lot of ugly things in Formula One. Things that lead you to pour a cup of angry when you wake up in the morning. But cups of angry make you think small. For example, angry attitudes make you denigrate people with seven championships when you only have three. Nelson Piquet's problem wasn't that he used the N-word to talk about Lewis Hamilton. Piquet's problem was that he called Hamilton little and his daughter agreed because she sleeps with the man who stole an eighth championship from Hamilton last December. The theft was so ugly, the man who f tried to fence that title lost his job trying to defend it. Worse, PK and his daughter's boyfriend, Max Verstappen, made their first bones in Formula One when it was run by a man who thinks Vladimir Putin is a good guy. That same Vladimir Putin who smiles throwing rockets and bullets at old men, women, and children. Bernie Ecclestone says he'd gladly take a bullet for Putin as long as it doesn't hurt. They're all small, small enough to not talk about anymore. You can't drink angry without becoming small. Money and fame make you big in today's world, but cups of angry and bad attitude make you small. And small won't let you see over a stack of seven championships to admire anything. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Not much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio or Helio. Not, not, not. Well, not only that. Much, much, much. you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Not much motorsport. Freaks. Not much motorsports.
you know, and there are times when we miss not much motorsports, and we do Triple F a disservice because there are stories that are just legendary. And we got a couple here for not much motorsports. By the way, going to highlight our interview from first hour, Tyler Reddick, coming up next segment. But first, how about some not much motorsports? And these headlines, I'm sorry. You don't even really need to read into the story, but I do just in case. We need to send some emails to statmc at TV. What are you about to drop on us? Well, this headline for not much motorsports freak nation. Bloke finds out he has ovaries and a uterus after visiting doctor with stomach pain. Whoa. Yep. So in the UK, if it's bloke. Chin Lee was initially told he had appendectitis. How do you say it? Appendectitis? Yeah, appendectitis. <laughs> Yamaka. Yeah, monkey. That's what I'm saying. If I just don't read words, appendectitis, appendectitis. There's your story right there. Let's just keep getting words. <laughs> so wait a minute. The word is appendectomy or appendicitis? No, it's, no, it's appendicitis. Okay. But I, listen, the teacher said read it like it... <laughs> Like it's spelled. Appendictitis. Well, we have indibonics, and now we got dalabonics. No, we've, they can't even put a word on this. None of it makes sense. All right, so this son of a bitch, he was shocked. How about that? Clearly. <laughs> After he thought he had an appendicitis, uh, he was born intersex, and despite having male genital organs, he also had female sex chromosomes. Oh, wow. Okay, and he never Ch- knew it until what age? <laughs> I think this is even better. Chin Lee, whose name has been changed to protect his identity. So the discovery, this evidently has been going on quite a while, Crasher, spending his whole life identifying as a man, underwent a three-hour surgery last month to have the female reproductive organs removed at a specialist. And this is like wow. the, the woman that rolls into the doctor and he goes, well, you know what? You're about to you're about to give birth here in about 30 minutes, woman. I didn't know I was pregnant. How do you not know you so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just thinking of this from a female perspective, yeah. he has male organs. So that means this, this pain, because he has these female parts inside yet never was able to excrete anything from them. This pain is from a buildup is what I'm basically going with. And that would hurt. That would be a massive pain. Chin had below average levels of male sex hormone androgen and his levels of female sex hormones were comparable to that of a healthy adult woman. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, he was, yeah. Oh, ow. The surgeon who carried out the operation said that the patient was quickly at ease and his confidence was restored. That sounds like something out of the uh, back room of an Irish bar, bar in Wales. Mm. <laughs> You've been hanging out with some wacky Scots, that? <laughs> no, I've heard some crazy stories about. You know, three men walk in a bar, you know. One was a woman. Yeah. And one gets his uterus removed. Jeez. All right, Freak Nation, a great interview last hour with Tyler Reddick. Did you miss it? We're going to highlight it. Your Road America winner, uh, cup winner, joins us next. Speed Freaks Pits on the Lucas Hole Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
IndyCar, WWT Raceway, Saturday, August 20th, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, icons, legends, and rising stars, drama at 200 miles per hour, it's not a reality show, it's real life, real fast, the iconic teams, McLaren, Andretti, Foyt, Rahal, Penske, Ganassi, legendary drivers, Johnson, Kanan, Castro Nevis, New Garden, IndyCar, only at WWT Raceway. Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. <laughs> Dear Lucas Oil, I've used your heavy-duty oil stabilizer in my truck for years. It now has over a half million miles. It's not a diesel. It's never been rebuilt. Your oil stabilizer does exactly what it says it'll do. It has extended the life of my engine. Just want to say thanks. Sincerely, Josh H. Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. It works. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. In case you missed it, Tyler Reddick joined us last hour. Tyler Reddick got his first NASCAR Cup Series win. <laughs> On the longest course in the United <laughs> States of America. What is the stat? 14 miles? Excuse me. Four points. Yeah. My gosh. But like we typically do, I, I say typically when you've got a great person on the other end of a the phone or video camera, as we do this for YouTube and Facebook Live, you might talk a little bit about the profession. And we did. But we kicked it off. Statman is just not a big cat fan. I knew and we were going to start with this part of our, it. Our our cat decided to jump in the the video, 
during the interview with Tyler Reddick. We've been gone a while. Mm -hmm. Clearly, Omar has missed us. Yep. Needs to be up in our business. So yeah, also and dipped into the three Kai or whatever that is. <laughs> three Chi, three Chicana. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Just saying. Yep, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh -huh. So yeah, this is uh, this is part of uh, part of the interview with Tyler Reddick as he saw that our cat jumped in the video on the YouTube portion. I of thought, the show. thought it was great that he pointed it out. It's, it's awesome. awesome. Tyler Reddick here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Hall Studios. I saw your I saw your cat just now. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's the, it's the, everyone's celebrating you right now. The, oh, here here we go. Here we go. My cat used to do the same thing to me. Um, I think it was like a year or two ago. I was doing a Zoom, and she mm -hmm. just walked like right in front of the screen like this for my hand <laughs> and just blocked the whole image. And everyone's like, uh, "Tyler's cat just completely photo bombed <laughs> the interview." So, and they have no shame with their butts either. It's no. like cat oh, no, no, she put her butt right in front of the camera. Like, hey, look at this. It's like no one will see that. <laughs> and here goes the conversation. Who were we talking with, Statman? I think it was Kyle Larson. He's a dog guy, and Statman's on Team Dog. Kenny and I are on Team Cat. Clearly, mm -hmm. Tyler, you're Team Cat, right? Uh, I can't believe Kyle. I, I'm a little surprised Kyle said he was Team Dog because I know he's had a few cats throughout his life, so he might be trying to sweep that one under the rug. Mm. <laughs> it might have been. It might have been sweet. Oh, I think it oh. might have been Brad Sweet. Yeah, yeah. it might have been Brad Sweet who was Team Dog and Statman. Statman, he just Statman, you just don't like cats. What's the problem, brother? I I'll tell all three of you. Cats are a waste of time. I can't <laughs> I can't deal with anything, anybody, anything that needs me to feed it and then ignores me. I <laughs> no, I, that's not. You gotta good. be a little nicer to your cat, Statman. Because thank you. Cats, because <laughs> I don't have that problem. I'm 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 always having to, to ask for a little bit of space. Like okay, yeah. Like I'm really glad you're excited to see me, but you've been like on top of me for about an hour. Like, can I like, catch a breath? I don't have the problem with the cats that I have. They, it's actually the opposite. They're more like attached. I feel like they're worse than dogs. They're, they're like dogs. Actually, when I leave the house, they'll just start howling for like an hour on end. It's ridiculous. No, that's not ridiculous. It's adorable. Okay. So then why aren't you like AJ Almendinger bringing your cats to the track? I mean, with how upset they get i mean i'm not kidding you it, it could they're worse they're worse than Bo. i think they'll it, it'll be six in the morning and they're like sad and they want a little attention it's like we, we fell asleep at like midnight i was out there on the couch laying with you and you can't go six hours without losing your mind she'll come to the door and start howling and scratching at the door next thing you know Bo's awake and we're awake and it's like all right well we gotta start our day now the cats are uh are very uh very attached <laughs> Yep, so Sam, man, you, you got you got a cat there that you, you've dealt with a few cats, I guess that that just don't <laughs> like people. You got to be different, that man. You got to caress them. The dog, I you know, I love a dog. A dog, you can pet him, but when a dog wants to go uh, lay down, leave me alone. And uh, you know, and uh, I I'm I'm just a dog guy. I'm not going to be ashamed of that. And uh, I worked with these cat people for. Uh, 22 years going on starting at 23rd year mm -hmm. and uh i still don't like cats <laughs> 20 23 years into the experiment i still don't like cats. i just i just realized that 
I never connected my AirPods to my laptop. So the whole time I've been listening to this audio, I'm like, it sounds like it's not coming from these. And as it turns out, yeah, I never reconnected them to my laptop between phone interviews and Zoom. So thank goodness we're loud, I guess. Are we gonna- yeah, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I don't sound too bad. So I'm like, this is just weird. Like it sounds like the audio is coming. I know the spatial audio stuff's pretty technology is pretty cool, but it seems so real. I'm like, wait, 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 no. yeah. Just don't up. let that happen in the race car. That would be bad. Well, we don't we don't have Bluetooth in the race car yet, anyways. So um, I have no problems there. You got to plug it in manually still. So it's hard to screw that up. Are you guys going to rely on me to put this thing back on the rails? I'm the guy that usually drives it off the rails. Damn. <laughs> no, it's fun. Hey, it wasn't any of our fault. Any of these mm-hmm. faces on the screen right now wasn't our fault. It was a cat tail. Yeah. It was Omar the cat who screwed up this interview. Well, t- Tyler, well, I'm sorry. I Maybe I shouldn't have sent out samples to everybody before I did the call. You know, maybe that's why we got off track. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. Well done. Smart man. And that's a sponsor plug if I've ever heard it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. I can take us back on the rails. Tyler Reddick, you finally got your first win. I've gone over the edge all year. We have something called Beat the Freaks where I have to guess who's going to do well in a NASCAR race. I was in your camp for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And weeks. The one week I get out of your camp, you win. I mean, it, you're just a cat person. There you go. It's hey. all that guy that's, that's I could blame it on. But you all the time on dirt, big tracks, mm-hmm. cookie cutter tracks, everywhere, you pick the longest track in America to go win. How'd that happen? Well, I put a lot of work into the road courses and too, you know, I just, I just wanted to put everyone through agonizing pain that was watching because I'm going five laps to go. Well, we got like 15 more minutes to go more alive. <laughs> everyone that I talked to that, that uh, watched the race were like, those were the longest 17 laps of my life. I'm like, well, yeah, it's a four mile road course. It's about two and a half minutes to get around there. So it, it is going to take forever. So it was agonizing for everybody, including, including myself. That, that's for sure. And you had one of the toughest guys on a road course chasing you, and you walked away from him. You looked in the rearview mirror and said, I'm out of here. Did you worry about Chase Elliott being in the mirror there? Um, Honestly, not too too bad. Um, There was a period in time where I I, I felt like I needed to take care of my brakes. And as it turned out, I didn't need to. As soon as I started pressing along like I was early in the race, we got back away. But when we were run- when we were running behind him in the beginning of the race, you know, he was obviously leading by a number of seconds. But it just kind of seemed like he was a little bit off here, a little bit off there. And that was surprising because, you know, he's, you know, always checked out in a lot of these road course races. He's won so many of them. But just as the race progressed and we, you know, went from being fourth to third to then second, then on his back bumper, I could kind of see where he was making – you know, just missing a little bit here, missing a little bit there. So I, I felt like, all right, if I can press the issue, kind of, you know, bait him into dr- driving into turn five really hard, making him think I'm going to dive it in there, hmm. maybe a window would open up. And and thankfully that's what happened. We both missed turn five. He just missed it a little bit worse than I did. And I was able to have the position into six. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. So you were watching those specific points where you could take advantage of him. Well, I think all the breaking zones you have at Road America, there's a lot of opportunities. You just got to know 
with each corner, what the right strategy is, you know, um, with turn five, it's like turn one, um, all the way over to turn three. You know, if you get the inside line in the first corner, you're going to have the inside line for the next one and turns one, uh, turn one to turn three is that way. Turn five, turn five to turn six is that way. Um, and actually just worked out perfectly because I, I made the pass in five and six, um, left them a little bit too much room in seven. Cause we had a light, a little bit of contact. Didn't want to shut the door. And I thought I hurt myself by allowing, be, because of that. And um, thankfully I made the right choice instead of trying to block into eight, just let him have the inside line because the carousel was the next corner and it was a right-hand corner that was pretty much dominated right around the, the white line and the grass. So um, thankfully just, it all played out really good there. So badass. I've seen people write that it's your statement win or it was considered a statement win. I've seen others write that this is a relief win or this is a about time win. How do you basically, how do you, <laughs> terminate or how do you call this win for you i mean it's a lot of things huge sense of relief validation for me and my team of all the work that we've been putting into um to these cup cars and to us as a group you know having the speed that we do the consistency that we do just being well-rounded you know a lot of a lot of hard days were had in the process to get here and i think a lot of those those tough situations that that we went through um mold us into the group that we were um on on this past sunday and and those, those tough times made us made us ready for Road America. We were able to go take advantage of it. Well, again, Tyler Reddick, Cup Series winner from Road America, joining us here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios. Three, four years ago, you get a race win, you're guaranteed into the playoffs. But the way you guys keep these first-time winners, these single-race winners, this isn't a guarantee that you're going to be in the playoffs. So there's that damn pressure that, you know what, that win was cool, brother, but uh, can you go out and win us another one? I think we'll be okay. You know, our, our point situation is not too bad. We, 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 most of the year been, you know, right inside, right on the cusp of top 10, right inside of it. Um, you know, in the last month we had some pretty wild races that knocked us back a little bit, but you know, I think, you know, that win put us propelled us to seventh on the playoff grid. So I know we're ahead of a few of those other drivers that have won races too. So it would take a good, a, a lot more winners to, I think, um, win to, to put us in that tough spot, but, but hey, I mean, we're not taking the rest of the rest of the summer off. This is this is exactly what we needed. We needed to win, and now that we know that we can do it, why not go out and do it again? You know, we we've we felt like pretty much everywhere we've gone, we've had we've had those opportunities to go out and win a race if we put it together. And so now we we put it together once. So now we just need to keep doing it. You win, and uh, you crossed over that hurdle that kept you from winning, like on on the dirt at Bristol and several other places. You win now, and does that? What does that do for you, for the team, for the guys that are over the wall? What does that do for them to saying, "All right, we got that off our back. Now let's go knock out about four or five more." Yeah, no, it, it certainly it validates everything that we've been, all the work that we've been putting in. You know that we've been going in the right direction. We've been making the right gains. Just it, it you know, it's reassuring to 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 know that we've not been as far away as, as it seems. So for us, it's a huge, huge motivational booster. You know, it's really exciting for, for some of us on the team. It was our first win, including myself, my crew chief. So, you know, it just, it's a nice sense of nice confidence booster validation that, uh, you know, we, be, we belong here and we, act, let's, let's go do it again. Did it make that next meeting with Richard Childress, your team owner, did it make that next meeting with him saying, I told you, what are you worried about? 
<laughs> he's always been a believer, man. Um, he's believed in me since before day one, honestly. He wanted me to come over to RCR when I was running a junior motorsports, believed that I would be a champion for him in the Xfinity series. And then we went out and did that. And he was like, all right, well, I guess we better throw you in a cup car now. And he <laughs> believes he's believed in me since day one that, that we could go out and win cup races with, with this team. And um, it, it's just really nice to, to, to achieve that, not just for him, but for everybody at RCR that, that believes that as well. What did you think when he told you race morning at road America? What did you think when he said, I know you're going to win this race. I mean, he's always really confident in me. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he's told me that a few times this year. Oh know? yeah. And he's and, and the tough thing about it is the days that we've had that he's told me that we've we've been up front, we've been leading, we've been having things go right, and then bam, they go wrong. So you know, it, it it's been tough on all of us. But you know, he's he's a believer in what our team has done, what I've continued to work on, the gains we've been making, and yeah, uh, it's, it's always nice to have the boss when your boss has your back. All right, I know you got to get the hell out of here, man, but uh, whether it's Kevin Harvick with Bush Beer or even Dale Jr. back in the day with Budweiser, we know how they celebrated, but do you celebrate with a little bit of Delta 8 or a little – What do you? how do you celebrate with your sponsor, man? What do you do? Or is this, In spirit. In spirit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. Being boxed in, you know. Yeah. Like so much. Yeah. Hey, we'll say to change. Didn't you bring a beer into the post-race press conference or something? Yeah, I, I I had a champagne bottle. I think it came from Victory Lane. It wasn't gone yet. I drank the other two, so I wanted I wanted to finish that one off. Then someone <laughs> brought me a spotted cow. Then someone handed me some some Captain and Coke, which was nice. I mean, I had I had every every corner I come around, someone was handing me something else. So you know, that was that was very nice for everybody. It certainly helps that you have a dude like Tyler Reddick. He has been gracious with us every time we've requested an interview. You see him at a racetrack. He'll stop and talk to you. And as Stat and I and Crasher can attest to, it hasn't always been that way, Stat, man, of our 22 years of existence where I don't care if it's a back marker from time to time. They wouldn't give you the time of day. But you got a guy out there that's very topical for the Cup Series, and he's just a friendly cat. He's a friendly dude, man. Yeah, plus I had a driver once uh, hit on a woman that I was dating at the time, you know? I mean, I'm interviewing somebody and I'm look I look oh. over in the corner and uh you know he's doing running the game down to and I asked her later, I said, What did he say to you? She said, What well, want to be for dinner? And she said, That's fine. Yeah. You want to bring your wife? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So who whatever driver that was was married and tried to hit on your girlfriend at the time. Yep. Got it. What year was that, uh, Stat Man? I can only imagine. That was uh, like the 1700s, I think. Somewhere. Mm. Oh, so <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, no, but you're right, though. Circling back to what you were saying, Tyler Reddick, though, is a good dude. Yep. Just a good person, period. He he's, has a good upbringing. Just, yeah. So I just like him. There's just a lot to like there. So for the full interview, you can actually watch it on our YouTube page, and you can see this entire show. If you didn't know that, Freak Nation, the entire show, you can see it on Facebook Live or YouTube or Twitch. All right, Statman, let's uh, let's get the hell out of here on this hot-ass July 10th evening. Shoot the juice to the moose, and Statman. Cut it loose. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.